2: Hi there. We're going to talk to the Goth Ninjas here in just one second, but first, let's talk about our Amazon link at BobSeska.com. Whether you're shopping for yourself or if you're buying music by one of our excellent indie bands, don't forget to use our Amazon link beneath the logo at BobSeska.com. Our special link will take you to the front page of Amazon.com, where you can go shopping until you're dropping. And by doing so through our link, we receive a teeny tiny commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for shopping through our Amazon link, and now let the cartoons begin.
1: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Frank, help
2: us out. We need a funny anecdote.
1: I don't feel very funny.
2: Ah, come on, be a pal. Yes, sir. Please, sir. (laughs) Help. There's one that always breaks me up. Seems we had this little sickly kid that lived on our block named Timmy. And he used to sit out on his porch in his wheelchair and, and wave at us
1: as we walked by. So, well, one day, while he was waving, he lost control of his chair. And it rolled down the stairs, across the lawn, and
2: crashed into my dad's car. <laughs> Why was that funny? <laughs> it must have been awful. No, I just scratched the paint a little. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. It's the Bob Seska Show. Donald Trump 1.0 in the form of Major Frank Burns on the TV series M.A.S.H. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, July 16, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,274 of the Trump crisis, 110 days until the 2020 presidential election, and oh, look, it's the Goff Ninja! <laughs> it is, uh, of course, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from-no-bunker.com. I've gotten really good at doing that. Also, it's you sexy. You have better than I am. <laughs> Also, at sexyliberal.com, and uh, sitting right over there with his teeny tiny arms, it is uh, (laughs) T-Rex, David David Ferguson,
1: (laughs) from the T-Rex Report Podcast,
2: (laughs) 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 and Compromise Band, it is uh, patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report, to support the mighty T-Rex. Okay, so much to talk about today, uh, Goth Ninjas. Uh, Where do we begin? You know what? Let's begin with some schadenfreude. That's why I was like to start a mm, show with some
1: delicious, delicious, <laughs> delicious
2: Schadenfreude, and
1: it's good in the morning. Yeah, it's Schadenfreude.
2: Oh, is it Schadenfreude? Grammar
1: Nazi. Yes, <laughs> it is, but you know what? That they uh, they the Germans take words from English too. Yeah. They, one of their big words now is shitstorm, and it oh, means right. yeah, no, really. Instead Not of really? saying scheißkurb, they say shitstorm, uh, and it means uh, a big online flap about nothing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, the German kid screaming shitstorm.
0: <laughs> I love it. <him. laughs>
2: yeah, that's a that's a shitstorm right there. <laughs> <laughs> Donald it's Trump sh- beating up his computer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it's actually Don Jr. Realizing there's only one cyanide pill left between him and Ivanka and My ass!
2: Somehow the fact that that's entirely in German makes it even more insane, I think. For some reason. Okay, so, you know, uh, we have Oh, to... Schadenfreude. Yeah, Schadenfreude. We gotta do this right now because... Brad Parscale. Has been officially demoted as part of the Donald Trump re-election campaign,
1: and I'm so sad. Can you hear this? I'm just s- imagining the Varsity Blues scene. I don't want your laugh. You know, I don't know why.
2: <laughs> so yeah, Brad Parscale was uh, demoted. He's no longer campaign manager. He's no longer at the top shelf of the grift. He now Poor has to, uh, a thing. <laughs> he has to wait for sloppy seconds now to drip down from. Uh, from Bill Stepien. This was a smart move. (laughs) This is a smart move. Replace Brad Parscale, who, by the way, had zero experience running a campaign, and don't we all know it from following the polls? But then, Jody, they go and replace him with Bill Stepien, and anyone who was following Bridgegate is going, oh boy, is this great! Because now we can talk about Bridgegate in association with the Trump campaign from now on, because of Bill Stepien. Oh, shit. Yeah, he was the chief of staff to Chris Christie. Mm -hmm. And then he was a political advisor working in the White House for Donald Trump. And here's my theory as to why Bill Stepien is now the campaign manager of the Trump re-election. Go on. Yeah. (laughs) It's because no one else wanted to do it. I mean, I think that this is entirely about going down the list of potential candidates to be campaign manager and every single one of them going, are you fucking kidding me? No way. Yeah, no, no.
1: It's like, which one of you wants to re- rearrange the deck chairs today? <laughs> on <the> do-
2: <laughs> Hey, anybody want to commit career suicide? Climb yeah. aboard the Trump re-election campaign because in a second, within one Scaramucci, I assure you, you <laughs> will be scapegoated for every shitty poll. Uh, so I can imagine the long, like conga line of people going, "Yeah, sign me up, <laughs> put, mm-hmm. put me down for that. I wonder
1: the- if Paul Manafort can do it from behind bars. That's right.
2: Well, or, this is or a- is he
1: on house arrest now?
0: He's he's at home. He's in home. He's combined. at home. I mean, he can just
1: do it from there.
2: But you know what? Here's the thing. He's not going to be pardoned. Just as an aside about Paul Manafort, everyone's wondering, is Paul Manafort going to get pardoned? I don't think he's going to get pardoned because there was that short period of time there where he was cooperating. And the only right. people who Trump is going to pardon are the people who weren't cooperating. Those yeah, who didn't the people. cooperate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Roger Stone gets the commutation because he didn't cooperate with the investigators, with prosecutors. Right. But regardless, this Roger is Roger
1: a- Stone's latest round of, Surgeries or whatever he's had done are it's bad. Latest round of surgeries. Oh, he's had major, like, if you look at his face, you could totally see where they've yanked it here and tied it there and stitched it over. I mean, he's had major work done, but it's only so much you can do really with a. Yeah, oh, I mean, I've noticed,
2: him. I've noticed the hair plugs. I mean, the hair plugs are obvious on top. I have of his, to find uh, that
1: one picture where he went straight to the courthouse, where he still got the Botox syringe marks on his forehead,
2: on top of his pointy, pointy head. But you know, his I don't
1: weird, weird chimpanzee head. Well, yeah.
2: I mean, Botox is one thing, but I can't really see any other face work to speak of. And I'm one of these guys; I get my face right up to the computer screen every day, twenty four seven. He's had at
1: least one facelift.
2: Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Well, you know what? He is kind of a dandy. I mean, he's a, he's also a bodybuilder. Oh no, What's... he really
1: he thinks yeah. that he's this amazing fashion plate. Right. When it's really, it's like, what would happen if you let your dad drink six margaritas <laughs> and take somebody's American <laughs> Black American Express black card to the Neiman Marcus catalog? You know, like I mean, it's just heinous the things he wears.
2: Yeah, he looks yeah, like the that
1: fucking Baba Duke outfit on the inauguration, and are just I mean, the pins and the pearls and the. He looks a
2: a little bit like the clown in the Rob Zombie movies. That's who Roger Stone looks like (laughs) to me. It's just scary. Scary, scary, scary. Like inbred mountain man, scary. Except dressed up like a Batman villain. I mean, he is so distorted and weird looking. And then you combine that with the funny glasses and the weird hats and the misshapen head and all the rest of it. Plus the fact that he's a horrible, horrible human being. You combine all those things together. And it is uh, just a a disaster. It's a cocktail of villainy and evil. But regardless, so we're in the same period of time right now in which Paul Manafort took over the campaign and then was later fired in August. I think Paul Manafort lasted a a relatively short period of time on the campaign. I think it was early August that Paul Manafort was fired from the campaign when the Russia stuff Mm -hmm. got too thick and ridiculous and the connections to Ukraine and all the rest of it. And then uh, that's when Kellyanne Conway and Steve Bannon took over.
1: Right. So the whole uh, idea that, oh, has shit. It only been four years? It's only been I mean, four really, years. I know. It feels like it's been, I, I know. mean... God I had a heart attack since then it's just yeah. been so much it's just like God damn it this has nearly killed all of us it is <laughs> really been... it's gonna kill a bunch more of us before it's over
2: it, and it's been an exhausting thing and there needs to be accountability for that the fact that mm-hmm. for some fucked up reason whatever you could put the, together the list if you want. But for all those reasons, we have had to be subjected to this fucking monster and all the monsters who surround him for way too long. I mean, okay, we get it. The prank, it's all there. We can see it. We, we're we sitting on the whoopee cushion. It's made the fart noise. Now go <laughs> the fuck away. Right. But it, it just—it never ends, it never ever ends. So Brad Parscale, I don't think—I mean, we're celebrating a little bit because anything, any, anytime there's bad news in Trump world, it's always good news for the normals, right?
1: Oh, and just the hubris—that whole yeah. Death Star tweet and everything. Which I mean. Talk about your self-fulfilling prophecies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: bear in mind mind that Brad Parscale is still in charge of the digital operation. He's still in charge of that data Death Star that they have going on, which is just replete with trolls and... I mean, they call it rapid response, but what it is is just an army of trolls and bots. It's basically domesticating the Internet Research Agency, domesticating right. what was in St. Petersburg last time around, and just putting that under the control of the Trump campaign. I mean, why go through the imagine middleman? Imagine if we
1: had that kind of apparatus in place for the coronavirus <laughs> testing.
2: Yeah, Jesus. Well, that's a whole, I mean, if, whole other story going on right there, because now Russia is going after that crap. Russia is starting There's to that- hack the coronavirus the- stuff.
0: Now what I found interesting on the, the Brad Pascal news today was that apparently he's dating Hope Hicks.
1: Is he really?
0: That's the that's the rumor is that Man,
1: she cannot keep it closed at work, can she?
0: No, uh, <laughs> uh, Noel Castler basically said <laughs> oh, Noel Kassler tweeted it out this morning. Um so
2: Yeah, I would say Brad Pascal is uh, batting out of his league.
1: I think he yes. is I mean no but that kidding. whole circle is so incestuous. I mean It's disgusting. Yeah. Well, I mean, she dated Brad Parscale. She dated the guy that was the wife beater. Uh She dated Corey Lewandowski. um, Corey Lewandowski. Mm -hmm. Um, Rob Porter, um, Corey Lewandowski,
0: and now now apparently Brad Parscale. I think that if she keeps dating people that get fired, uh, Bill Barr should be next.
2: Maybe that's why. Mm, Maybe maybe
1: the president himself. (laughs) but,
2: But maybe that's why Brad Parscale was demoted. Because
0: that's what the rumor is. Is that that's what Kassler said? He goes, look, that's most likely why he was demoted was because he had the audacity to go out with Hope Hicks.
2: Yeah, and Donald Trump is in love with Hope Hicks, or no, Donald Absolutely. Trump is Donald Trump is only in love with himself. Donald Trump has True. no capacity for actual love. So Donald Trump is in but lust he wants with to Hope Hicks. Screw
1: his daughter and Hope Hicks. <laughs>
0: Right. That's he right. Does. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: I mean, and Hope Hicks isn't a bad-looking person, oh, and that's why beautiful. I say
0: She's very pretty. If they end on
2: up the tying them on Brad right. Parscal is marrying way way up if they end up uh together in the long run. He's just Brad Parscal. Brad Parscal first of all is like 3 inches taller than me, which is astonishing. And his He's beard tall. his beard is actually taller than me too. I you know look <laughs> The guy is still a villain, obviously. I just I hope no one's feeling yeah. bad for him because apparently, apparently there were tears this morning when he uh, made his uh, final remarks to the team, to the, to the Trump team. Yeah,
1: so sad. It looks like Rasputin ain't worth aww. shooting. <laughs> Get him out. Out, out, out. I feel so
0: bad for him. So Aww. bad.
2: So in walks Bill Stepien, uh, the former chief of staff to Chris Christie. The guy who was fired by Chris Christie, right as he was about to be appointed to something else. And so Chris Christie, because of Bridgegate, Chris Christie had to not only fire Bill Stepien... But he also had to withdraw Stepien's nomination for some other role. It might have been the Mm -hmm. head of the New Jersey GOP or something like that that Bill Stepien was being tapped for and didn't get any of those things. But, of course, Donald Trump hires him to work in the White House later on. So Bill Stepien has been working in the White House all this time. And, again, it's got to be because no one else wanted the job.
1: Why is Chris Christie even around. Why are we still hearing his name? I don't know. He After he showed up on that beach like a washed up puffer fish <laughs> with his entire fat family like arranged around him. Uh, it's just like, dude, that should have been, I mean, that should okay, fine. That's yeah. no more Chris Christie. That's the end of him. I just, right. I don't understand why even anyone who works for him but mm-hmm. like I said, there's like 16 people or 20 people in that whole circle including yeah. Rudy Giuliani and mm-hmm. it's just like Frankenstein's monster. They just electrify him and up they go and walk around for a while till they fuck up and then they take him down again.
2: Well, the outrage because of the ascendancy of Bill Stepien should be much greater than it actually is. The outrage surrounding the Bridgegate story should have been much larger than it actually was because anyone who sat in traffic For any length of time, especially traffic that does not move, and you're late for work, you're late for an appointment, you're late for school, you're in the back of an ambulance, for God's sake, yeah, Yeah. ambulances, uh, first responders, as you said, that has got to be one of the most infuriating episodes of traffic malfeasance in the history of the United States. I mean, they shut down the GW Bridge, one big uh, ramp uh, onto the GW Bridge. And so it not only backed up traffic, people trying to get across the bridge into Manhattan from New Jersey, but it also backed up traffic into that town too. And Bill Stepien was right there in the middle of all of that crapola. You know, and it has again, a whole flush. series
1: of knock-on effects after that because restaurants yeah. don't get the mm-hmm. food they're waiting to prepare, and mm-hmm. like you know, people can't get. You know, but a coronavirus was like, oh, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> right. New Jersey, watch this, what I'm going to do to the economy. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but,
2: you know, of course, Bridgegate gets flushed down the memory hole and no right. one really remembers that anymore. But well, I mean, like the Russian bounty deal. story yeah. should
1: not be off the front page, but it is.
2: Right. It is. It's
1: so, yeah, instead so We're sad. asking about the attacks on uh, Dr. Fauci. Yeah. That to me is just bizarre. Well, There
2: are so many things and this goes back to what I was saying last week when uh, the uh, Supreme Court decision was handed down. Ultimately we kind of know what Donald Trump is up to with his tax returns and so the Mm -hmm. fact that we don't actually have his tax returns in hand right now it's just fine. We have so many other things that we have to focus on. Things that are Probably just at about the same level of awfulness as whatever Donald Trump is hiding in his tax return. It's good to know. I mean, make no mistake, I think we need to see his tax returns, obviously. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, again, it would just get thrown into the pile of one horrendous... Piece of slag after another, just lumped into a, a, a giant, like stratospheric size, Everest size mountain of bullshit. <laughs> so, I mean, how how much can you actually? I really
1: enjoyed that parade of adjectives. Actually, that was kind of amazing. Um...
2: <laughs> it's so much that we can't digest all of it. But now you add into the pile this uh, news that the Trump campaign and the people around the Trump campaign are just treating donor cash as their own private slush fund. I mean, that's really what's going on, and that's something that we've been observing for for quite some time now. So here's the story. Kimberly Guilfoyle, the girlfriend of Donald Trump Jr., and Lara Trump, the wife of Eric Trump, are being secretly paid $15,000 per month each By the president's re-election campaign, White House advisors familiar with the payments told the Huffington Post, according to the HuffPost report, the payments total $180,000 a year for each of the president's sons' significant others. The news outlet cited two GOP sources who are also informal White House advisors as confirming the amount to the Huffington Post. The payments are reportedly made through companies owned by Brad Parscale, Trump's (laughs) re-election campaign manager, former, now we should say, in order to skirt FEC requirements that mandate political campaigns disclose detailed spending reports. So the grift continues on and on and on. And making this even worse, the fact that they're not really even doing anything for the campaign and still collecting a paycheck for it. I mean, we also uh, have heard that it's possible that Donald Trump is paying his legal fees out of the Trump campaign coffer. Oh, I'm sure he is. Maybe even out of that inaugural committee. Probably. Remember the, all of that money that sat unspent or the amount that they actually spent that didn't really reflect the inaugural festivities remember the, all that, that I mean Isn't again it with the Manhattan yeah that's one, of, <laughs> that's one of that's one of the things they're investigating and again this is not just Donald Trump this is everyone around him This is a cabal of mafioso wannabes who are just bilking their own people because none of us are being ripped off by this because none of us have have donated money to the Trump campaign. So it really, the outrage ought to be coming from people who support Donald Trump, but they don't care. They don't care if their money is just being pumped into the Trump organization. That's all fine because that's really legitimately where it's all going. In this FEC filing today, the Trump Victory Fund paid four hundred thousand dollars to the Trump Hotel in quarter uh, in the Ugh. second quarter alone, steering over three million dollars in donations from presidential campaign donors to the Trump family, its properties and businesses. With his twenty twenty re-election campaign, uh, seventeen point four million dollars plus, counting twenty sixteen. That's just a staggering, obvious, and glaring ripoff. off This is mm-hmm. happening in plain view. And mm-hmm. we're sitting here going, well, I wish we had his tax returns. Yes, <laughs> it'd be great. But really, hey,
1: so many things. That's kind too- of a horse and barn door thing. Yeah, yeah. too yeah. many things,
2: too many things, too many things. But I mean, you see this, and again, we can't process all of these things. It can't be digested by the American people. So, so much of this just gets eliminated and gets boiled down to maybe whatever is top of mind. It's almost like a musical chairs uh, game. Whatever is part of the conversation come November 3rd, that'll be the most major thing. That'll be the thing, thing that drove the election one way or another. But I'm talking about in terms of swing voters, because we've already made up our minds. I mean, irrespective of whether the tax returns come out or there's more stories like this about the ongoing Trump campaign grift, it doesn't matter. We all know which way we're voting. It's just those, what, un- undecideds? There are still undecided you, people in this country. <laughs> I
1: was hearing a pollster talk about that. Like saying that There was a much smaller margin of undecided voters this time around that the hand that if the, the few that were still hanging on, possibly leading Trump mm-hmm. saw the racial unrest and his response to it and were like, OK, no. Yeah. -hmm. Undecided is just not really a thing this year. Yeah,
0: I can't. I can't imagine that it would be. We, I I can't. (laughs) You don't even have to be paying attention, really. I mean, as soon as exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My thoughts exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: No, I mean it's it's as soon as as soon as he botched dealing with Mm SARS-CoV-2. As soon as that was botched everybody had to many people had to go home, yeah, many people lost friends and and loved ones, and more t- are gonna happen apparently the new uh statistic is two hundred and twenty four thousand people gone by election day mm-hmm. i I'm gonna predict there will be more than that wow. um, no. <clears throat> by election day and Hattie, i mean i Tom Hartman was talking about how Vietnam dealt with this on January eleventh they stopped. Letting people in, they started quarantining people as soon as the first death case came over from China yeah. and they found out that somebody had died in China. So Vietnam shut down in January. They closed schools January 15th. I mean, they have not had a single death in Vietnam. There's 97 million people that live there. Jesus. They've only had like a fraction of like 300 cases total and not one death mm-hmm. and not one case in a long time. Yeah. And so and because. Well, you, come if, on. If
1: President Clinton was dealing with this. Oh, please. I mean, the one thing the Clintons do is good government. She would have had uh-huh. a subcommittee have oh. a subcommittee oh, yeah. a research, you know, by the, by like New Year's Day. Oh, well, and she oh, wouldn't
0: yeah. have. Our people in China wouldn't have been pulled out of there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We would have sent more people to China. We would have a better relationship with China at that point, too. Yes. But we might have been able to mitigate it in that country had we had a president, and it wouldn't have spread out of it, potentially. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, we would have had contact tracing, all the rest of it. There would have been plenty of supplies. There would have been a plan from the very beginning. A plan announced to the American people. People would be convinced to do the right thing if there was a better example being set from the White House level, and that's not happening. You know, it's funny, uh, yesterday I was talking to Malcolm Nance on the interview show, and uh, I was getting bitchy about the fact that... There's really nothing that we can do about Donald Trump until the election. Like, he's basically, I, I he's know, able to it's do anything. A bummer. And I'm talking about literally stopping him in his tracks or removing him from office. It can't be right. done. And so, irrespective of how God fucking awful he is, we got to wait. We got to wait until at least the beginning of January when the new Congress is sworn in before there's any substantive thing that can be done about Donald Trump. And so, Malcolm actually brought up a pretty good point. As far as some cup half full thinking, some optimism. He said, you wait, know wait, what? Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Angry Mc, face, <laughs> Sh- was...
2: Shouty face had some... Po- yeah, Shouty face had some something that I won't be afraid to hear? Yes, he was actually positive about this. He uh-huh. said, look around you. The protests, the protests are making a difference. People, the, the power of the people is actually making change in this country right now. It is turning the needle on so many things. Can we rip Donald Trump out of the White House and throw him in a prison cell? No, not yet. Mm -hmm. But we can... The changes that are needed to move forward as a nation, to move forward as a democracy, are are happening right now, irrespective of who's in the White House. And I got...
1: Mm-hmm. yeah it's true and we talked about Thank you like, mr the- nance
2: thank you mr McShoutface. Yes, thank you
1: malcolm you know things about like writing black lives matter in giant letters at both of his houses mm-hmm. you know it to me the fact that people are just not afraid of him yeah. they're openly defiant yeah. of him is a huge step forward mm-hmm. because there was a, you know the first couple of years it was like if you said anything against him you got bombarded by the hate mob, and you still do to a certain extent, but I'm getting the sense that the hate mob is spread a little thin Mm -hmm. between Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and everybody that's been fired from the FBI and everybody that used to work for the Justice Department. It just There's only so much a little angry band of trolls can do.
2: Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. It's kind of amazing, and the only people who are actually afraid of Donald Trump now are Donald Trump's own people. Uh, whether it's Mitch McConnell up on the hill. And, and you know, that's kind of debatable, whether Mitch McConnell's afraid of Donald Trump. I know he uses Donald Trump and exploits Donald Trump's stupidity to uh, achieve all of his own Moscow Mitch plans and all of his uh, uh-huh. different conspiracies. But at the same time, everyone around Donald Trump at the White House, which I loved it. Jim Acosta the other day referred to everyone that's left at the White House as... Either true believers or next of kin, something like that. It was just so <laughs> funny and perfect. It was just like the only people left in that o- entire organization. But Eric Swalwell, they're
1: all—they're the
2: all—they're all terrified of Trump, and that's the—that's uh, mm-hmm. the ultimate point. So What were you going to say, David?
1: Oh, just that Eric Swalwell described the Democratic House as an ankle monitor on this president.
0: It is. <laughs> He's right. I just thought
1: that was so apt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he well, may be in the White House, but he's got an ankle monitor on.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, did you see, speaking of the White House, Trump was interviewed at the White House um, right before he did that Somnambulant, whatever that was on Tuesday did you watch it yeah of course I've I watched it I watched
0: some it. of it and I was yeah. like why did I do this it was like it was watching a slow moving car wreck yeah
1: it was... so it was Xanax Trump yeah it was it was, it was definitely so weird.
2: yeah Donald Trump did an Ambient press conference is what he did it was a, like he was sleepwalking on Ambien and decided to do what he referred to it was a, really a non-press conference press conference because there I think there were only right. three questions at the very end instead it was it was a campaign thing too. It was just, yeah, but it was the president napping while uh-huh. also criticizing Joe Biden for 56 uh-huh. minutes.
0: And, and, and that my favorite was, I think he said, I, I'm going to misquote him, which we all know is illegal. Um, <laughs> I, I believe he said that Joe Biden was going to get rid of windows. <laughs> yes, he did. At one point. Yeah.
2: No more windows. He said, no if more you like windows it. people. Oh, thank people. God.
1: I am such an app. I mean, I'm such a Mac user. But- <laughs> <laughs> but he was and, and uh, just that latest rollout was wait. You, do you mean like windows in a house? Yeah, windows in windows, homes and in offices
0: yeah. because of the Green New Deal. I wasn't quite sure what the connection was there. Oh, and, and <laughs> air conditioning <laughs> and air conditioning is never going to be the same again. And you're oh going to be cold God. in the winter and hot in the summer. It was just like, oh. <laughs> My god, and then he said, I, I, it was just, I, I turned it on the computer because Lonnie was watching television, so I, I turned it on CNN's website because they had cut away, so they were just streaming it. And I was like, Why am I watching this? This was like, I, I, I don't understand how anybody watching him in real time could still support him.
2: Oh, yeah, I know, it was like this, it was like, uh, with the lullaby music playing in the background. It was just like, mm-hmm. Totally, you know what, Joe Biden is in favor of, <laughs> Joe Biden. Is in favor of making us all feel like we're all gonna feel like microwaved hot pockets, freezing on the outside, scalding hot on the inside. Joe Biden is in favor of scalding hot hot pockets. Now I'm going oh, to go back I just, to sleep. The, the
1: people freaking out about the Green New Deal, it totally reminds it's me so of The stupid. Jerk. He's like, yeah. this guy hates cans. You know? Right. <laughs>
0: this guy hates cans. I'll go hide over here. Wait, I got to tell you some breaking news. Apparently, oh, uh, Mary Trump's book yeah. has pre-sold 950,000 copies. Oh, my God.
2: So Holy fucking sure
0: shit! I did too.
1: Yeah, I can't I've wait. got it. I haven't read it yet, but I know it's true. Yeah, Kimberly's <laughs> reading it right <laughs> now.
2: Kimberly bought it on Kindle. She is uh, de- yeah, devouring it. Yeah, I don't have. I'm getting
0: it. a. I'm getting a hard copy. I gave her a lot of money. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it set a publisher record for Simon and Schuster, which is not going to sit well with Uncle Donnie.
2: No, too bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> love it, fantastic.
1: See, I haven't seen any interviews yet. I meant to She's that, being
0: but... interviewed tonight on MADDow.
2: Yes.
1: Oh, fun.
2: And you can also watch her interview with George Stephanopoulos online. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, just as I was starting the show, Kimberly was in the other room screaming about her <laughs> George Stephanopoulos mm-hmm. interview because I think she's got him nailed. I mean, this seems, you yeah. know, it's easy to spot shysters. And who was that yeah. guy? Who was that guy who published that? Oh, it was the Fire and Fury book. That right. guy, that guy, Michael little Wolf. bit of Michael a Wolf. Michael Wolf, little teeny tiny bit of a shyster. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was certainly out for some attention and things like that. Maybe a few nuggets in there that we can take home, but for the most part, you kind of got to take that with a grain of salt. But this book—I was
1: reading that book when I had the heart attack, so uh, you know that was. <laughs> yeah, I own it. I own is, it. Michael Wolf's prose may be lethal. I'm just warning you guys. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> say Michael, did this all really happen? And he goes. Maybe it did. Maybe it
1: didn't. So... (laughs) But Mary Trump, on the other hand... We can believe her. of credibility. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's basically looking at Fred Trump as being... Fred Trump Sr. As being the centerpiece of our entire national crisis right now. Uh, Part of me goes, well, it's interesting to know all this. The other part of me goes gee, I hope this doesn't make people feel sympathy for Donald Trump. Like, he's just this guy with daddy issues. Fuck him. You know what? We all have no. daddy issues to a certain extent, and, well, and, we, and we're not psychopaths. A lot,
0: of, a lot of people who have shitty parents become comedians. That's all he had to do? Yes.
2: Yeah, you but know, except I mean, for the sense what of what humor. That's what I keep there.
1: thinking, though. It's, you know, exactly. He's not funny. He never laughs.
2: Look at that MASH clip we played at the top of the show, because that was a, a an instance where Frank Burns thought he was telling an amusing story, and everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? That's horrifying. It so reminds me of something that Donald Trump would do, and I'm sure Donald Trump has told stories like that Mm -hmm. in which the punchline is just, or the entire thing is just fucking soulless, and then he thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. In fact, Penn Gillette once said that he's never actually seen Donald Trump laugh except like a malicious chuckle. Like when he's busting on someone, he'll do... Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, and I don't think anyone's ever seen him And laugh. his
1: smile is more of a grimace.
2: Yeah. It is. It's fake. It's it
1: that Larry Shandling, I'm in constant pain look. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And something really messed up is going on with his bronzer right now. Oh, yeah. I think we should, like, make some kind of, like, Trump crazy threat level according to how shit brown his face is. Yeah, because like the day that he had the Russians into the Oval Office and took all those pictures, the purple and it face looks like he's mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. he had the, had the same makeup on in the Rose Garden. Yeah, well, you know my theory
2: about that. For new listeners, here's my theory about that Lavrov-Kislyak photo op with Trump in the Oval Office where he gave, like, <laughs> a national security secrets to the Russians in the Oval Office because he can, because he can declassify anything he wants. And then uh, Lavrov was being a dick to Andrea Mitchell, just, like, being, like, a troll to her. And so, regardless, you could tell that at some point, Lavrov had some of his own face makeup shipped to Donald Trump as a gift or something like that, and Donald Trump wanted to wear the same shade of, you know, cover-up right. f- foundation on his that face. Sweater
1: that sweater your Aunt Janice handed exactly, it for you. yeah. That wear makes you it. look terrible, but, you know, here comes in. She's coming over. You only have to wear it when she first gets here. Yeah, it's like the bunny suit
2: in the in a Christmas story at the end when he gets the bunny suit from his aunt, right? He's got to wear it, right? But that's, if you look at those pictures, Donald Trump has the same skin tone on his face that Lavrov has. It's like a shave. I refer to it as Lavrov purple. That's the Crayola color. Lavrov purple.
1: Sort of an aubergine. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Speaking of uh, color, skin tone, Donald Trump, uh, as we started out by saying, uh, I don't know, must, must have been an hour and a half yeah, ago we'll be on the be show. careful
1: with this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I said uh, that he was interviewed by CBS News before he did that sleepwalking press conference on Tuesday. Right where oh, yeah. David once again talk about that cover up talk about that bronzer he was schwitzing like the biggest sh- schwitzer in the in the history of schwitzers i mean he was drooling with sweat and of course it was all mixed with the bronzer and running all down his oh. face and he was on CBS News. The CBS News, like a sticky Evening toffee
1: news. pudding, basically. Yeah, exactly
2: right. Like he just stuck his face in butterscotch or like a big bowl of butterscotch. So he's sweating, and he's asked about uh, black people being uh, murdered by police. And, oh, I saw that. And Donald Trump says, "Well, more white people. White people too. What? What about the white people who are murdered by police? So many more white people." He said, "That's such a terrible question. Lots of white people. And like, okay." You so suggest? he
0: still makes the cops sound like assholes. <laughs> exactly right.
2: <laughs> he Fair. doesn't understand. Regardless, he's making
0: the cops sound like jerks. It's like, okay, because they also kill white people, so that makes cops good. I'm confused.
2: Well, it, it, as a raw number, yeah, more white more people, white people yes. are murdered by police officers, but yes. there yes. are more white people in the United States. Exactly. If you take it as a portion of the overall population... population uh split up by demographic, black people had a fatality rate at the hands of police officers that was two point eight times as high as that of white people. So this is a fucking mm-hmm. trick. It is a you want to talk about a host. Well,
1: it's the same thing as saying that we're only getting new higher test numbers because we're testing more people, which is that makes me crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah that he's still hanging on to that and it's like dude it's just like okay so like I think my sister is pregnant so but we don't want anyone to know so we're not going to test and she won't be pregnant anymore. Yeah this is a
2: key part of Mary Trump's book Donald Trump doesn't know how to process information he doesn't know how to process this mm -hmm. like a a normal Mm -hmm. person he sees everything through the prism of what can it do for me what's in it for me and the people around him how can they help me personally it has nothing to do with any other values Whatsoever, The only value is me, 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 me. And it all came out of Donald Trump's aspiration to please his father. Uh, okay, we're going to get back into more things here, including uh, maybe some more about Trump's Ambien rally the other day. Plus, Cozy Bear yes. has hacked the uh, COVID research centers. I don't know if this is necessarily related to the election at all, but it's still really, really bad. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But you know what everyone hates? We hate it when people post photos or screen grabs of us when we're looking our weirdest. Either we have an awkward look on our faces (laughs) or we're just not looking our best. Two solutions. First, First of all, you got to set up a no unauthorized photos policy with all of your social media friends. And, of course, you got to get yourself a canister of Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet and under-eye bags all in the comfort of your own home and just in a matter of about 10 minutes. Plexiderm goes on clear and lasts for hours so nobody's going to know your secret unless you tell them of course. I took the test and I was amazed by the results. Go to tryplexiderm.com, use my code voices for half off a full size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off or try a 14.95 trial pack today by calling 1-800-685-1292. Again, 1-800-685-1292, and mentioning the code VOICES. Again, visit triplexiderm.com. Use the code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle plus an additional $10 off, or try a fourteen ninety five trial pack when you use the code VOICES at triplexiderm.com. The Bob Seska Show! Yeah, this is a band called Spanish Love Song.
1: Staring oh, like a stranger from the dirt field Across my childhood home Notice how out of place I look there It's a place I can't afford
2: When my family I forgot we were in the middle of a show right there. Uh, love this band. These are... uh well, these brand new recording artists to the show, at least. Uh, Spanish love songs, song called Loser 2. That's loser number two there from the album called Brave Faces Everyone. Okay, so moving along here. Um, so uh, Cozy Bear strikes again. Uh, the Russians hacked mm-hmm. a, a bunch of COVID research centers. Uh, there was also a major hack of Twitter yesterday. Yes. And no one is upset about the hacking of Twitter yesterday. Why? Because it only affected blue checks. It was... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Only the blue checks were uh, impacted by it. Apparently, hackers got into the account of Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Elon Musk, just a bunch of celebrities across political parties and everything like that. It wasn't any specific target that we're aware of yet. I mean, it could be that they were trying a shotgun effect and only narrowing Mm -hmm. their scope. Because, I mean, remember the Russians... Uh, back in 2016, also hacked the RNC. We just right. never we never saw any of those documents. Right. Well, we did see the DNC documents. We ended up seeing John Podesta's documents, and they just held on to the, the Republican documents.
1: Oh, I think mm-hmm. they made a calculation. They were like, we can get more mileage out of this by yeah. using mm-hmm. it for blackmail and keeping it secret.
2: So on top of the hacking of Twitter, these uh, COVID research facilities were all hacked by Russians... Russian cyber actors are targeting organizations involved in coronavirus vaccine development. According to a new warning uh, by the U.S., the U.K., and Canadian security officials on Thursday, details the activity by a Russian hacking group called APT-29. These should all be very familiar, which also goes by the name The Dukes or Cozy Bear. Uh, again, another familiar group that we uh, mm-hmm. first learned about in 2016. An advisory published by the U.K. National Cyber Security Center, details activity by the Russian hacking group and explicitly calls out efforts to target the United States, uh, England and Canadian vaccine research and development organizations. So I guess they're looking for the details of how the vaccines are made. I don't know what the ultimate purpose is other than maybe industrial espionage of some kind.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, and to me, whoever does come up with this, we need to give it to the planet. Just give it.
1: Yeah. I always suspect what they're hoping to do is what they did with certain parts of the DNC stuff where they took parts and they altered things, changed lines, and then published it, claiming that this is how they found it. So they're going to undermine credibility of the vaccine by faking stuff that says it's poisonous or whatever and then release it to the people. You know, good thing Roger Stone's out of jail, so he can do yeah. their bidding. Right. Um, you know, and they will disseminate it into the social media stuff and present it as actual CDC or, you know, COVID scientists. Yeah. Well, data. that's...
2: I mean, the existence of, of a vaccine, once that's available and we can all get it, that's going to be my official endpoint for all of this. Mm-hmm. That's when mm-hmm. I can finally feel like I'll be able to breathe. Even if... I think even right now we're doing okay in Maryland, but I still don't feel safe going to places like the gym or the grocery store on a regular basis. I just don't feel like going out. But back- we we're
1: having a spike in my county, and we they imposed a, a local mask ordinance, and, the and then your governor, governor overturned, overturned it. Overturned that it. fucker. Yeah. I don't understand. I,
0: uh, Why?
1: I don't know. I really. I, I cannot fathom what is going on in their heads that they are so far in denial and so have their heads so far up their asses that they think that this is okay. Yeah. Because it's... And to me, it's, you know, if I live in... I've chosen to live in a place where I have a progressive mayor and a progressive city right. council. But I it really, I, I wish... And this is something that I, I'm suspecting civil disobedience is going to come into play here with a lot of people because the hospitals are being ordered to send, stop mm-hmm. sending data to the CDC and send it to some Washington clearinghouse, which will probably be headed by somebody yeah. like, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, what's his name that used to be a caddy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, probably, yeah. Caputo. Um right.
0: <clears throat>
1: so like and I I mean hopefully hospitals will just do make two sets of data, you know, mm-hmm. and send one to the CDC and one to Washington. Yeah.
2: Did you just mention that the CDC hospital capacity dashboard has gone dark?
0: Yeah, that's gone dark. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. If you go and, to the website and, but, it says
2: this content isn't available, <laughs> Where you supposed to be? Well,
0: you know what I found strange yesterday? I guess it's because California has mandated this forever since it started since march yeah but it's amazing to me that walmart starbucks kohl's and somebody else just implemented nationwide mask requirements to shop in their stores yeah i'm like really it took them till july for this to be a national thing and now (laughs) the the
1: resistance to mask wearing has been you got to Well, did you see the the video? You poor sweet summer child. Oh, I know, I know. I
0: I know, we've we've got mask holes here, though. We do have mask holes here. I mean, the Trader Joe's lady and the the lady at Gelson's and stuff. But what what I find interesting, did you see the video? Did you read my
1: Guardian column? I I did, it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, No, but
0: I... The video you got it. This video came out, I guess, today because Walmart announced it yesterday that this is now a nationwide thing. Mm-hmm. This one woman tried to get into a Walmart somewhere, and so the people, the employees at the uh, entrance, were like, "No, you can't come in without a mask." She called them cult members, and that they were crazy. Told them to fuck off, and all you could hear was the employees laughing at her. Like, <laughs> really? Uh,
2: this is yeah. all. That's all about Trump. That's all following Trump's yeah. lead, and. I'm
0: sorry but the, the it's private companies they can allow you they to can not totally come in. Do that. You know, you can't. But I was in. just gonna
1: say in my Guardian column, if you haven't read it, guys, there was this. I was walking to, into the grocery store or across the parking lot to the grocery store with mask and gloves on. Yeah. This is pretty early, and I heard this voice from the cab of a go, This ain't Mars.
2: All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just
1: before I even, you know, I said, I was like, I'm trying not to get any stupid on me. Look <laughs> at you, you got it all over yourself. You know, Perfect. like.
2: Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, what we're seeing is people following Trump's lead. And what I can't figure out is what's the deal with him and demanding that schools reopen? I mean, how does Donald Trump personally benefit... By reopening schools prematurely, uh, without people can because go back to work, parents
1: can't go back to work with if they if they have to stay home and look after. Them. And so it's it again exactly. goes back
2: to the economy, which goes back to his re-election campaign. Gotcha, exactly. Roger. And once again, to repeat myself for the thousandth time, he might not even win. That mm-hmm. is the cruelty. That he is dealing with. That is the maliciousness, the complete and utter lack of empathy whatsoever that he just, he simply does not possess any of those kinds of characteristics. Because Mm -hmm. if he did, we wouldn't be in this situation. What Donald Trump sees this as is an up or down vote on whether he is reelected. He is sacrificing lives. He is sacrificing Countless millions more who will have lifelong pre existing conditions now Mm -hmm. because of this. If they don't die, they are going to have pre existing conditions that they will carry around. And if the Affordable Care Act goes away, that is it for those people. They will not be able to get health insurance. And this is all with the goal of re electing Donald Trump. That's how horrendously malicious this guy is. Mm -hmm. He is sacrificing lives for his re election. And again, going back to the no, original they really pieces.
1: hope that we're just going to go numb to it, that it's going to be like assault yeah. weapons, and we're just going to be like, oh, well, people die now.
2: Nope. <laughs> Lots of people. I mean, whatever awfulness. It really is like
1: the whole banality of evil thing. Yeah. It's the unthinking. It's the thinking that he doesn't do. Yep. About consequences, about outcomes. Mm-hmm. It's just for whatever is good for him. He's like a reptile or a cockroach. Yeah. Just like react, react, react. And... You never can make any kind of coordinated response to anything right. when you're constantly reacting to everything.
2: Well, the way he processes information, going back to what we were talking about in the previous segment, the way he processes information is he sees everything through this very specific prism. The way he interprets this stuff is either it's good news for him or it's fake news. Either it's going to help his re-election campaign or it's Awful bullshit, and he he needs to destroy it. It's not how normal people look at a crisis. And again, you know what? Look, I understand. I'm a realist. The president, any president, is not a normal person. I mean, if you right. wake up and you look at yourself in the mirror and go, Yeah, I could be president, there's something a little off about you. And so that,
1: but that's. I could the, be president.
0: I couldn't.
2: You, I, mean, you, I mean, really, you could look, the, you look at yourself in the mirror and go, I could see you as president, sir. Really, David? Not me. David? David? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. (laughs) I'm thinking. Oh, man. I thought for a second we were going to have to... I thought he's taken...
1: (laughs) He's gone to sleep. Oh, man. No.
0: No, I mean, the thing is... he's 60 million years old. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. He is old. Uh, No, the thing with wanting to become president and actually running for that office, you have to have some sense of... You have to be... Slightly narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Not ne- not necessarily in a derogatory or bad sense, but you have to have this sense of, I can do that job, A, and I can do it well, B. Yeah, um, And then there's others that go, I'm going to do that job and destroy everything, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are others that, that... I mean, I think most people that get into government work initially are genuinely trying to help their communities. Yeah. I think that is usually the impetus to get into a local thing, and then you move your way up, and then there's some power gets into your brain. Mm -hmm. You know, little things like that. I mean, Bernie Sanders, his personality completely changed in 2016. It's gone back to some normalcy, thankfully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But his ego got a little out of hand. Mm -hmm. And this is a man who, you know, he's been in politics his whole life, his whole adult life. Um, so I think sometimes that kind of power-hungry thing just gets into your brain a little bit, and that's where, yeah. you know, I don't think Barack Obama intended, thought he was going to win in 2008.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I think it, he
0: thought it was just going to be his first run and see how that his goes. His
1: first primary, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes without saying that you need just a, as you were saying, Jody, a colossal ego to even yeah. run okay, for Okay, I can personally. answer your question now. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> right. I think my personality type could potentially with the right years and years of training that I now haven't had in terms of constitutional law mm. and like community organizing and all that. Uh, if I had spent years and years getting ready, I could be president. I think yes. But uh, I mean, do I you have, the do lead you have singer the, of a band, right? You know, I'm pretty narcissistic. <laughs> but but I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I
2: guess theoretically we could all be at some capacity president we could all if, if you're just plunked in the right. job you would figure out a way to make it work or at least you would try to it's something on a different level though to believe that you could be you're elected be by by right. 60 million americans that you believe that 60 mil- million americans will go yes i agree with that guy that guy should be proud or that woman should be president That is, Mm -hmm. again, that takes an enormous amount of balls. I mean, it's just like it's beyond anything that we can possibly imagine. I mean, just the whole idea. Can you imagine just saying to yourself, hey, look, I can be a surgeon. Well, there are lots of surgeons, and even that is... A, a Herculean job to undertake, mm-hmm. to be, to cut someone open and mess around mm-hmm. with their organs. But regardless, so this guy is- I kind of, I read a book once Well that, beyond that level of ego. Yes, okay. the point. But, Like
1: I was just thinking about this book where there was basically a supercomputer that they fed all the qualified names of people in the country into yeah. it, and every four years it would spit out a name, and they're like, you're a president, and that person would be dragged kicking and screaming <laughs> into <laughs> office, <laughs> like, here you go. Um, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know what? That's kind of how we got Donald Trump in a way because people figured, "Hey, look, no, that- he's not
1: qualified." The no, he's he's not- you missed an adjective here. Oh, yeah. They put the names of all the qualified. Oh, I see. I
2: okay, like I missed that part
1: because
2: <laughs> because what happened here with Donald Trump is at least partly a consequence of this notion that well anyone can be president we've Mm -hmm. demystified the office to the point where who the fuck cares who's president and that is actually one of the things that's at the center of our national crisis right now that whatever it was uh how many people voted for donald trump 52 million people voted for donald trump
0: 62 62
2: yeah something like that and they are the ones who decided Hey, look, anyone could be president. Why don't we try that fucker? And why don't we make the guy from TV president, the guy who sells Trump steaks? Well, make, he's, wow. Because it, it really doesn't matter who's running the country because they don't really have an impact on my life, do they? And But yes, we find out, oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, the president does. The president can torture us. The president can let us die through his horrible example, through his malfeasance.
1: This can all happen. The problem is people mistook good TV or what they consider good TV for good government. Right, right. Uh, And those are completely different things. In fact, governing... It's so different from the day-to-day that Mm -hmm. we think about when we think about movies about, you know, the police chiefs and fire chiefs and mayors responding to alien invasions or whatever. It's, you know, a lot of governing is just trying to find the least evil option. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know
2: what? We talk about um, uh, reforming the presidency. Once Trump is gone, we can Mm -hmm. start closing all of those loopholes and making changes to the system that will prevent another Donald Trump. But the main thing that has to change is something that we can't legislate, which is... We need to change attitudes in this country. We need to change minds of actual voters who. We
1: gotta shut down Fox News.
2: Well, yeah, there's that. At some
1: governor modules on it. Or something I, I because... get it. I mean,
2: that's that's part of the list. But the the main thing that has to happen is to once again remind people that the presidency is actually kind of important, and it can't just be something that's occupied by some fucking television con man. That's not how this is supposed to work. We choose qualified people, people that have experience, people that have aptitude, people that have accomplished something that is related somewhat, at least to the role of the presidency, to the things that are required of being the leader of the free world, the chief executive of the United States. But we've lost that. Half of the voting population has completely ignored that. And we're all fucked because of it right now what is it 37 we're coming up on 140,000 people are dead a significant Uh portion of those are dead because of this ridiculous malicious decision by 62 million people to go Mm -hmm. fuck it anyone can do this job so we'll choose the guy from the celebrity apprentice who says you're fired I'm sure the you're Mm -hmm. fired guy will be great for jobs yeah Right? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, we are uh, way late for a break. i got to talk about the Clean Phone Pro right now. We all uh, know that the Clean Phone Pro, with its powerful, powerful UV lights, kills bacteria and viruses that live on your cell phone, your car and house keys, credit cards, earbuds, face masks, and more. Good Lord, it's everywhere. But what happens when you're driving to the store, you reach for your face mask and realize, oh, crap, I wore this face mask yesterday. What am I gonna do? This thing's contaminated. But now you can sanitize that mask in under five minutes in your car because the Clean Phone Pro now ships with a powerful car plug adapter included inside that package. So whether you're keeping safe at home or you have to go out, you can have the benefits of the Clean Foam Pro with you at all times and sanitize those constantly touched items anywhere you go, at home, in the car, or at the office. Get the Clean Foam Pro now with a car plug adapter at thenewdealshop.com. Add the code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word, at checkout, and you'll get two free days shipping. Only you to defend yourself again and your family from bacteria and viruses. Get the new Clean Foam Pro package. Get KN95 masks too, and get free two-day shipping by adding the code "sexyliberal" all one word. Go to thenewdealshop.com. Once again, it's thenewdealshop.com. Thank you, Bob Seska.
1: Freedom took a long way. Like the hobo on the railroad, it took, took a long
2: time.
1: Keep mm-hmm. place to see him and stood alongside. Left at home on the payroll, they made a demise. Oh,
2: yeah. From Manchester, England, Elijah Bone. That's the name of this band. Not the name of a guy. It's the name of the band, Elijah Bone. Are they
0: related to Travis? Yes. <laughs>
2: Didn't you know that? Everyone knows yeah. that.
1: And yeah, the bass sound on this is amazing. That's great. Incredible. It's yeah. panned out in the speakers. If you're listeners, if you're not listening on your headphones, you should back it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That so, was wicked.
2: song is called Dark Clouds from their EP called uh, True Writers. Link in the description at bobseska.com. For all of our indie bands, and you can listen to the Indie Music Countdown there, too, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, com slash music if you want to submit. Boy, we're uh, really late. We're really running late today on the show, but that's okay. Lots of stuff to talk about here, too. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again, the fire hose of news will never stop blasting us in the face, I assure you the new um, uh, chief of the United States Postal Service is apparently deliberately slowing down the mail. I don't yeah. know if you guys have noticed this when you're sending anything to anyone, but there's a uh, a disturbing memo going around. It reveals that Trump's new uh, USPS chief has slowed mail delivery. This if-
1: is actually happening to me. Like, I've sent letters to people on the West Coast that have taken, like, weeks yeah, to get there. Yeah, I know
0: that's why I'm sending. it. whenever I get a bill in the mail now, I'm automatic. It's I'm not even waiting. I yeah. used to wait until like five days before it was due, and now I'm like, nope, going out today.
2: Yeah, well, the, uh, Trump's newly confirmed U.S. Postmaster General ordered the endangered public service Monday to make major cost-cutting changes, which could slow mail delivery. Postmaster General <sighs> Louis DeJoy, a top Trump donor uh, who has given more than two million dollars to the GOP, warned employees that the agency needed to make difficult decisions to stay afloat, according to a a new report in the Washington Post. If the plants run late, Mm. one guideline says, they will keep the mail for the next day, according to a document obtained by the Washington Post verified by the American Postal Workers Union. Carriers do not typically leave mail behind, often making multiple trips under heavy loads to get letters and packages to marked recipients as soon as possible. Experts who reviewed the internal document titled Uh, New PMG, Postmaster General's Expectations and Plan, said it presented, quote, a stark reimagining of the USPS, which could alienate customers. This is a fuck you to Jeff Bezos and Amazon. That's Mm -hmm. basically- Yeah,
0: that's a big one, yeah.
2: Yeah, Trump throwing shit in uh, Jeff Bezos's face. And this is also about the mail-in ballots. Donald Trump is trying so hard to cheat in the fucking election. He is manipulating the fucking mail. And again, there's nothing we can do
1: about this. It's fucking cock blisters. I
0: hate him. I
1: mean, I'm just like, it just, my head just started to hurt really hard above my right eye. <laughs> like, yeah. I think my blood pressure just shot up because. I, you know, I don't if you read my other column in The Guardian, but my granddad was a rural mail carrier for 35 years. And, yeah. he, you know, the people who deliver the mail take that job very yep. seriously. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. do. Because it's all got to go where it's all got to go and it gets, needs to get there as fast as possible. People mm. are waiting for money. People are waiting for medications. People are waiting for vital paperwork to yep. move legal proceedings along. I mean, there's just all kinds of things that, I mean, the mail is one of the, it's, the, it's enshrined in our fucking constitution yeah Mm -hmm. and i just these like motherfucking greedy self-centered vicious medieval cock-sucking cavemen
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's your title for the show
1: yeah medieval
0: cock-sucking cavemen (laughs) uh this this can also (laughs) delay people getting their medications
1: yeah (laughs) exactly i just I mean, you know, infrared. I
0: mean, it's it's it's, and those are a lot of them are Trump voters. So it's like I I don't he. I,
2: yeah, I know. I'm
0: talking like that small child again. <laughs> <laughs> you you could exactly yep. when he says postmaster,
1: cousin, mail, fucking, seat yes. wearing, gun <laughs> humping, Walmart shopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the kind of shit that we need to fix when he's gone. Because we Mm -hmm. sure as hell can't fix it now. Republicans in the Senate aren't going to do jack shit about this. Donald Trump is manipulating the fucking mail to seek revenge against one of his political enemies and at the same time interfering in the fucking election. This is going on right now. It's, oh my God. We need to get
1: like a coalition of other nations to invade us and knock yeah. it, you know like we just like you know like <laughs> we'll just start posting ourselves on social media with big help us signs yeah <laughs> like I know these, I know you know Britain Canada Spain Germany Portugal, Netherlands, Denmark, all of you, help us.
2: Well, uh, what I wanted to do here at the end of the show is uh, talk about polls here, real quick. Just some poll numbers that are interesting and exciting. Uh, Quinnipiac, for example, uh, has Donald Trump's uh, approval rating at the lowest I've seen it in a long, long time. Thirty-six percent. Come on, get it
0: under. 30. Approve sixty percent, mm.
2: disapprove. That is a six point drop in job approval yeah. compared to last month, according to Quinnipiac. Amazing. It's funny when you go down the uh, list of polls on uh, real clear politics and the polling average there. There's one that jumps out as being so fucking ridiculous, it's staggering. Okay, so Quinnipiac, the spread is minus 24. Politico, the spread is minus 15. Uh, CNBC change research is at minus 14. Economist, YouGov, minus 15. Reuters, Ipsos, minus 16. Again, that's the spread between approve and disapprove. Rasmussen, minus four. One of these things is not like the other. Minus four. I mean, it's amazing, and what that does. You
1: know what? Is- Still, though, just I mean, don't get happy.
2: I know, I know. Oh, I assure you, I
1: am not happy. <laughs> I, I am not happy that about Trump this election. Can reg- regain? I, 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 you know, back there was a time way back in the Pleistocene ages when mm. Glenn, Glenn Groomwald and I were buddies. Uh and I was you know telling him just how in awe I was of all the people who'd spent years researching constitutional law and all the stuff that I don't know anything about that like you know we're giving the new, the nascent, then nascent lefty blogosphere intellectual heft, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And he turned around and said, well, that's all cool. But what you do is really important because you make it funny. Yeah. And once mm-hmm. someone is ridiculous and has be clowned themselves, that's my word, mm-hmm. uh, like my governor and like the president with his whole disinfectant and ultraviolet light up the butt thing, yeah. you can't come back from that. Mm-hmm. Once you're funny in the wrong ways to people. hmm you're just your wheels are going to be slipping forever. It's yeah. like he, the, the chain is off the sprocket. People think he's ridiculous and he's not scary anymore. Yeah, just I mean, he's scary in that he's you know a, a, a toddler with an with an assault rifle, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's ridiculous now.
2: And just with regard to this Rasmussen poll, uh, being only a minus four spread 47 approved, disapproved 51. Uh, it's throwing the whole RCP average way off right now it's mm-hmm. at the the average spread is minus 14 well it should be closer to minus 16 if you take mm-hmm. Rasmussen out of it because clearly Rasmussen gigantic outlier I mean just a huge outlier um, the only thing that makes it somewhat... Attention worthy is the fact that Rasmussen is usually among likely voters, which tends to be a more precise uh, predictor of what happens in the election. But also CNBC change research is also likely voters. And that spread is minus 14. I mean, there's a giant difference (laughs) Mm -hmm. between that and that in between the uh, CNBC poll and the Rasmussen poll. Is there like a gas leak in your house, David? What What? is that? Why did I fart? Oh, No. no, I just hear a hissing noise. Is that coming from me? No, is it's it coming not, from me. Maybe it is. I don't hear it. <laughs> so, well, it sounded like someone turned the uh, dial on like a helium tank, and now it's it's going. Psss.
0: Okay, I didn't hear that.
1: Mm-mm, nothing's really oh, changed. Let me. Get... I'm
2: I'm sure I've got Patreon listeners who will hear it and let me know about it. Oh, I'm sure they will. <laughs> in the were. comments. So that's enough of that. I don't know. We're gonna have to secure that gas leak at some point here. Maybe during the post mortem show, which we're gonna do here in a second. Uh, lots more to talk about. Little bit of I'm a. I'm going to plug
1: uh, shamelessly. Can I? May I plug? Yes, for pl- a please I, do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> patreon.com slash The T Rex Report. I'm like throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks for my subscribers. Okay. Uh, I'm putting up bits of music I'm working on, making little videos, stuff like that. Uh, we're having a big time. Come on down. You can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash The T Rex Report. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> ding, ding,
2: ding, ding, ding. And what about you, Jody? Plug away.
0: Well, my mom's actually going to be on Broadway Barks Across America tonight.
2: Oh, uh, yay!
0: So, uh, BroadwayBarks.com and it's a fundraiser as well. It's uh, Alec Baldwin, Laura Bonatti, my mom, Betty Buckley... Michael Cerverus, who's a good friend of mine, Kristen Chenoweth, who apparently likes me a lot—I don't know why. Um,
1: who's your mom? West Wing cast uh, Carol
0: Burnett, uh, Ted Danson, Whoopi Goldberg. Carol Burnett. Uh,
1: the Carol Burnett. Sean Carol Burnett. Hayes,
0: Audra, McD- Lynn, Manuel, Miranda, whose show I love. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, pretty much at, at Ben Vereen, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's quite the the glorious Stefan Oh, that and sounds Hugh Harris, so great. Hugh Jackman, Carol Kane, Nathan Lane, and that rhymes. Laurie Metcalf, Malcolm McDowell, Bette oh, Midler. Oh, I love I, Laurie Metcalf.
1: Uh, Laurie Metcalf is
2: su- such an underrated. I love that actor.
1: Midler.
0: Yeah. And Randy Rainbow, my new brother from another mother. Um, oh my
1: god, he is adorable. Do you know him? Yes. Oh my god I hate you <laughs> Like Kimberly knows Kathy Griffin You know Randy Rambo I'm the least Connected gay On the planet and it makes it Oh sad. no
0: The best was The best was They used me To get Randy On Stephanie's podcast Two weeks ago
1: Oh Will right. you please tell him That I love him And his work is wonderful And he's I just sure amazing I Do yeah. te- you want me to
0: text him Right now
1: <laughs> Yes Tell him I'm just over here With just like uh, Jock and Gladiator boots on <laughs> <laughs> Be amazed how hard it is to get gladiator boots in these giant T-Rex. I sizes.
0: bet, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's tonight. It's 4:30 Pacific, 7:30 streaming, um, and I'm sure you'll be able to watch it once it's done as well. Oh, um, and the, but they- yeah, I just my my mom's husband just sent me this via email, so I just thought I'd. That.
2: Also, the new Sarah Cooper video is fucking hysterical. She did the uh, Donald Trump sleepwalking during his ambient oh. non press conference press conference. I, I can't wait to. I knew so she funny. was going to be brilliant at it. She's so brilliant. All right, that's it for the show. Postmortem show coming up next. show.com to subscribe.
1: Take care, folks. Bye bye.